Hello, gardeners, farmers, compost enthusiasts, and growers. Welcome to The Healthy Garden, the show where soil is important and growing a healthier world is job one. All right, today we are going to a universe far, far away, the land of houseplants. So welcome to Organic Houseplant Care Part 1. Today, I'm excited to talk about this because I have felt for years that there needs to be a 12-step program for houseplants because in my opinion, in a lot of people's homes, a lot of people's spaces, those are the most abused living things in anybody's home. And I get this from just years of you know doing classes and being around the country and, and traveling and talking to people who are you know allegedly organic gardeners and you know big time gardeners and farmers and growers and you know the subject comes around inevitably to so do you guys grow houseplants? And of course everyone's like oh yeah I grow houseplants got lots of houseplants everybody's got houseplants and I go great so what are you feeding your houseplants? And that's always where the conversation starts to take its, its, its first turn because it always comes around to people saying things like water. And I think to myself, and I just blurt it out, not a food. Then we get around to all kinds of other fertilizers that in my world in my view definitely not organic Hi, it's Norma, a biological farmer and the producer of the Healthy Garden podcast. I wanted to share a few tips with you on caring for your houseplants. If the leaves of any of your houseplants are showing brown tips, then you're giving that plant too much water. Just cut back on your watering of that plant. And remember that different plants have different watering needs, so you won't be watering them all on the same day. Also, many people like to use that thick, stiff Irish moss to decorate the tops of their containers and to hide the soil, but I found that it fosters a perfect environment for fungus gnats. I prefer to use the Spanish moss that allows more airflow and is also beautiful. Lastly, remember to clean the leaves of your houseplants since they gather a lot of dust as they clean the air in your home. take a very different view and perspective on houseplants in this 
brief podcast today. We're going to talk about plants, actually house plants as plants, which is a novel idea, I think, for a lot of people because they are, after all, just plants. And a lot of times we forget that. So we're going to look at these plants, allegedly and AKA house plants, as just literal plants that grow the same way your plants grow outside. Because most of those plants came from the outside anyway. They, um, they didn't uh, spring up in, in, a, in, a, in a living room um, or a den uh, or a dining room in some far, far away land uh, that someone went in and a botanist went in and found these amazing species living right next to the heater uh, and the thermostat and the, uh, and the stereo and the, and the big screen TV. They actually come from outdoors and most of our houseplants come from they're either tropical or they're desert or some form of a forest. And that's where most of our houseplants that we have growing on our houses come from. So let's look at them as plants. Let's, let's start uh, there as our, as our basic premise for today's uh, podcast. So a lot of the things that we look at and we're going to talk about here is we're going to talk about the microbes. We're going to talk about not only are we growing plants, but this is definitely not, you know, good housekeeping seal of approval stuff. Microbes, what do you mean microbes in houseplants? We're going to talk about how we're going to foster and take care of the microbes because you know what? Most of these guys are growing in soil and we're going to talk about how do we take care of those guys to make sure that we have healthy plants just like we talked about in our other episodes for our stuff on the outside. So the first things, the easy things, water. You know, water is always the big thing with houseplants. Are we watering too much or are we watering too little? Um, you know, how do we know? For your smaller plants, the ones that aren't going to end, you know, put you in the hospital if you if you lift them up and you're not going to go Mendelbaum and, and, and ruin your back. What I want you guys to do is take those little guys and before, just so you get a, an idea, before you water them, lift them up then water them and then you'll start to feel like what that feels like when they're when there's enough that's a that's the weight test it's easy always make sure on your house plants that you've got a sauce around those guys so what i want you to do is give them a good watering if you got water coming out of the bottom you know stop that's enough finito depending on the time of the year and whether the house is cool or the house is hot you know you're going to also adjust your watering which is another thing that you're going to want to do so water is just a real base issue you know that you have to kind of you kind of find your sweet spot on the watering of those plants temperature is a huge thing because again we're forcing these plants into a climate that is a false climate so if it's, you're in the middle of the winter and you got the heater blasting you are you are literally drying out your soil. You're drying out your plants. Some plants might even want a little bit of a mister, you know, that you hit them with the little, uh, your little sprayer. Um, but you got to watch that because you might have to water a little bit more frequently in the winter, which goes against, you know, which is totally counterintuitive to what you'd think. Then you get into the summertime, hot again if the windows are open, or if you've got the AC blasting. Again, it's another way to dry stuff out. When you're in rainy season, and you got your windows open in the spring, remember, you're bringing in more humidity. That may hold moisture, you know, in the soil. Again, they're in soil, most of our houseplants. And if you're holding moisture, then what's going to happen is you're going to water less. So that's a really important thing to know. 
light is critical on your house plants because remember they're plants the other thing that's super important about these guys is they've got to have enough light they've got to be able to go through the process of photosynthesis and that is kind of the beginning of where we're going to um, use plants our indoor house plants as one of the best environmental things that we can do for the indoors uh, at our house so if you look at this Again, you're going to look at the, the, the plants need to do, go through photosynthesis to feed themselves and green up. But also the output on that is that for you guys, the benefit is that you are literally getting oxygen from your houseplants. So we want to take care of those guys. We want to make sure they're at an optimum level because they're going to help take care of you. They're going to help give you sustenance. And that's key to life. People ask me all the time, what is Malibu compost? And I tell them, People want a replacement for chemical and synthetic fertilizers. We created a line of farm-made, true organic, biodynamic, and non-GMO soil products so you can grow a beautiful, safe, and healthy garden. Malibu Compost, growing healthy soil for your healthy garden. Nature, nature, nature. That's where we're going with this. We, again, as I always say, we're playing the role of nature. So back to where we left off, light. Are your plants getting all the light they need? A lot of times house plants, you know, want a filtered light. They don't want to get that direct blast. So look at the light, like what's happening. Because you have to remember, sun changes water and carbon dioxide into sugar, starch. It's used by the plants to make cellulose, which gives plants strength protection and structure and remember what's the byproduct it gives us oxygen so let's talk about air air movement is so critical to your house plants okay as i always say what is it it's the first line of defense against disease it keeps a little pest because a lot of times you guys also you know you'll you'll you know depending on the season you might have a couple of those airborne you know bugaboos that come in and bug you so you know, get some airflow. Make sure you've got proper airflow. They need to respire. The plants need to have good air movement. So let's talk about the other thing about your about your plants, the environment. So the NASA Clean Air Study uh, talked about, and it's a great thing you can look it up, talks about how basically plants can clean um, carbon dioxide, absorb it, and then they can also clean um, the volatile organic compounds, things like alcohol and ethanol, uh, methyl chloride, nitrogen oxide, propane, acetone, pesticides. So your plants, hello, <clears throat> if you weren't just paying attention, come back in, tune back in. What I was just saying to you is your plant creates ecology, environment, healthy environment for your home. So we have all kinds of compounds that come out of cleaners and sprays and this and that. And, you know, I mean, I, I have found, 
you know, uh, hair products, you know, from uh, from the teenager out in the living room, you know, the, the friends left out there on their way out the door and who knows what they sprayed in this house. So I'm really grateful that we have uh, houseplants everywhere in our house to help us absorb those toxins. Soil. Now, of course, soil that most of your houseplants are being grown in soil. Some of them not, you know, but most of them, you know, let's say 85 to 90 percent of the, of, the, of the plants that we're growing inside are in soil. So let's think about this. What kind of soil did they come in? Was it really premium, ultimate, fantastic organic soil? Let me think about that. No. Uh, and when we changed those plants or upsized those plants, hopefully you've done that if they've been with you any length of time. What kind of soil did you put them in? You know, did you go down and get the, uh, you know, depot, cheapo, crapo? Or did you get something that's really, you know, a good, true organic, really clean, healthy soil? That matters. You know, if you're going to upsize and you're going to change your house plants, put them into a really, really good soil. You know what I recommend. The only soil I use and the only soil I recommend. So, you know, if you want to find that, go onto the Malibu Compost uh, website. But soil is critical because soil is where, da da, the microbes live. Okay. And the microbes, it's the most important thing that you can do in your indoor and your outdoor garden. Feed the biology that's in your soil. So what we're going to do is I'm going to just give you kind of a look at this as a way to restructure the way that you're starting to look at your houseplants. Because I know a lot of us, um, you know, go and just get whatever the, you know, if you're not just feeding water, which I hope after listening to this, and I hope most of you guys out there are feeding something more than water. But if you're fertilizing, most of the time people are fertilizing with salt-based fertilizers. And what that does, it creates this wonderful gift that keeps on giving back to you. It's called a salt ring. And you see it inside your pot. It's that fantastic salt ring. So think about this. Could you survive on salt, on a salt-based diet and water? I would probably last about maybe a week, you know, at, at, at most. Okay, so think about this. So yeah, there's there's natural fertilizers in those salt-based fertilizers that do get absorbed into the plants, but a lot of it just flushes out the bottom too. So what we're gonna do, and what it also does, those guys kill the, any biology that you maybe had in your soil. It kills it off. So chemical and synthetic fertilizing, no. It's, it's no bueno. You don't need to do it. What you want to do is start by getting a good soil for your house plants. And we're going to have, and what's going to happen when you have a good soil that has a good compost in there that has a lot of biology in there, what we're going to do is we're going to keep feeding that biology and feeding that biology because there is no, there are no uh, forest plants or jungle plants or desert plants to keep dropping leaves and dropping stuff and little critters and stuff to keep adding to the biology, keep adding to that food source. So we have to, again, take on that role ourselves. So again, 
as our base biology, I've gone through this list before, <clears throat> you know, you start with bacteria. So a lot of what's in your soil is a base, you know, unicellular, you know, base biology, and that's bacteria. You get groups of bacteria that are actinomycetes in there. Um, you get, you'll have um, in your good soils, you'll start to see fungal colonies. So you'll have some fungal hyphae that starts to develop in there. If you don't, most of us don't till or break the plane or break the soil on a house plant, right? So you can start to grow a little bit more uh, uh, diversity in terms of the soil in your house plants, especially if you're adding, if you're top dressing and you've got stuff that has a um, bacterial and fungal grouping in that soil or that compost that you're going to use. And we're going to talk about that next week, next week in organic gardening uh, for the house plants part two. What we're going to talk about is the actual protocols, how you're actually going to go from A to B to C and transition yourself out of, you know, the big chem way of growing your houseplants and get into that very natural way of growing. Uh, we're also going to talk to you a little bit about like a lot of people have said to me, you know, I hate those like little things that fly out of the, the stuff in the soil and they really bug me. And every time I bring a houseplant home, I have these little bugs and I go, oh, fungus gnats. And they're like, yeah, fungus gnats. And so there's a couple of ways to deal with that. And we're going to talk about it. One of those ways is a biological control, which, which, you know, we use all the time and you can use beneficial nematodes on that. And we're going to talk about that next week as well. So there's a lot of ways to go in terms of looking at your house plants and looking at them now as a different type of entity in your environment. And if you, if, if you're trying to have a clean environment, if you're trying to have a healthy environment, if you're trying to eat healthy food, if you're trying to have a healthy garden, and that's the whole point of this show, the healthy garden, is how do we create the healthiest garden we can? Well, if we're going to do it on the outside, we for sure need to get that going on the inside. And so how we do that is we bring in lots of houseplants, we love them, we tend to them, and we make sure we grow them organically. Please ask any questions that you have on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. And also download and subscribe and follow the Healthy Garden Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and Google Podcasts. And join us next week for another exciting and interesting look at gardening, growing, farming, health, and how we all might make this place that we call home a better place. Until then, thank you, and happy and healthy gardening.